Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of pseudo-hypoparathyroidism found under the endocrine section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 25-year-old obese woman presents to the urgent care center for twitching of her face for the past day. She reports that she has never had such prolonged symptoms before. On physical exam, there is contraction of her facial muscles with percussions to her cheeks bilaterally. Laboratory results demonstrate high parathyroid hormone levels, hypocalcemia, and hyperphosphatemia. Let's continue with an introduction to pseudo-hypoparathyroidism. Clinically, this is defined as a condition characterized by symptoms of hypoparathyroidism despite normal or elevated parathyroid hormone levels due to end-organ resistance to parathyroid hormone. This will be seen as hypocalcemia, hyperphosphatemia, and tetany. It is also seen in patients with Albright hereditary osteodystrophy. In terms of the genetics, it typically demonstrates an autosomal dominant inheritance pattern. It is due to mutations with the GNAS1 gene. Remember that this encodes the alpha subunit of a GS protein. The mutation results in the kidneys to be resistant to parathyroid hormone, and remember that it is inherited via genetic imprinting from the mother. Conditions that are associated include pseudo-pseudo-hypoparathyroidism. In this disease, patients have physical exam features of Albright hereditary osteodystrophy, but no symptoms of hypocalcemia. Patients will have normal PTH levels and no end-organ PTH resistance. This typically occurs when the defective protein is inherited from the father and not via genetic imprinting from the mother. In terms of the pathogenesis, remember that actions of PTH result in increased bone resorption of calcium and phosphate, increased kidney reabsorption of calcium, decreased kidney reabsorption of phosphate, increased kidney calcitriol production, and it causes increased serum calcium and decreased serum phosphate. So resistance to PTH results in decreased serum calcium and elevated serum phosphate. Moving on to the presentation. Symptoms will be symptoms of hypocalcemia. This includes tetany, svastic sign, which is contraction of the facial muscles with percussion of the facial nerve, and trousseau sign, which is carpal spasm with occlusion of the brachial artery with the blood pressure cuff. And symptoms of Albright hereditary osteodystrophy may include shortened fourth and fifth digits, short stature, obesity, developmental delay, and soft tissue calcification. In terms of further imaging, hand radiography may demonstrate shortening of the bones, which is most severe in the fourth and fifth metacarpals, and calcifications and ossifications. In terms of further studies, serum studies will demonstrate decreased calcium, increased phosphate, and increased PTH. Administration of synthetic PTH will demonstrate no change in serum studies, and genetic testing may demonstrate a GNAS1 gene mutation. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about rickets, with distinguishing factors being that radiographs will demonstrate widened growth plates of the knee or wrist, and there will be normal or decreased calcium and decreased phosphate. Also think about pseudo-pseudo-hypoparathyroidism with distinguishing factors being that there will be the same physical exam features as seen in Albright hereditary osteodystrophy, and there will be normal PTH, 
normal calcium, and normal phosphate levels. And in terms of the diagnostic criteria, remember that this disease is confirmed with genetic testing. With regards to treatment, remember that the management approach is targeted at normalizing calcium levels in order to suppress PTH levels. First-line medical options include intravenous calcium. This is indicated for severe symptomatic hypocalcemia. Another option is oral calcium. This is indicated for all patients. A third option is calcitriol. This is also indicated for all patients. And lastly, complications related to pseudohypoparathyroidism include chronically elevated parathyroid hormone, which can cause increased bone remodeling. That's all for this review about pseudohypoparathyroidism. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here, on the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast.